If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Welcome to the Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce, Adam Scott, and Patrick Kay. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. Let's start with uh, the game that is most recent, and that would be Dying Light, which you've been playing, right, Ian? Amazingly, yes. I have played a tiny little bit of Dying Light. I've only played maybe five or six hours over the last ten days. <coughs> Um, oh, that's a fair chunk. I wish I could get my PC in the crapper. That would save a lot of time. <laughs> um, How you find it? Uh, I I am really enjoying it actually. Uh, I was a little worried because it's kind of like from the same. It's not the same company as Dead Island Two, and it's not the same engine either. But it's that kind of thing in that it's zombie stuff. Got to do shit, find stuff, some missions. Uh, but it adds parkour, so it feels like Mirror's Edge in Dead Island. And uh, I was cynical that the parkour would just be a gimmick to start with, but it's really beautiful. <laughs> Christ, it's beautiful. It's probably as good How as Mirror's it's... Edge stuff. Because <clears throat> the way the thing I I thought that I I wondered how it would work is because Mirror's Edge, you uh, the color scheme in that game made it very clear where you could and couldn't go no, in, in, and this seems a lot more dense like yeah, more realistic this, looking this there is no there's none of those indicators about where you can jump if it's the edge of a building you can jump at it that's it that's the rules so it's like titanfall sort of yeah you can bit. also climb up the walls if there's planks or ledges and stuff you can climb onto those and then climb up you can climb up uh, telegraph <coughs> poles and then sit on the top and look around in a assassin's creed kind of way but there's no sinking options um oh. so the parkour is really good the combat is it's probably 90% melee based uh with crude weapons that are like a baseball bat with a taser attached to it so every time you <coughs> whack someone you, they, you electrocute them you can make your own can you yeah there's a ton of different blueprints you can get and they're a bit uh what's that zombies in the mall one Dead Rising. They're, oh, they're a Dead, bit Rising. Dead Rising in their right. bizarreness and just, oh, what the fuck is that? Uh, but they, you know, it's good fun. Um, it's got a, from what I've seen from YouTube, it has an excellent co-op uh, system where, because the zombies during the day are shufflers and at night they become more aggressive <coughs> and there's different, uh, like, hero uh, 
hero zombies like they were in Left 4 Dead. So there's kind of a spitter and there's kind of a tank and that kind of stuff. There's like an invasion element, isn't there? Where people can come into your game and... Yeah, take... the, the yeah. previous Dead Island had that as well, where you could, uh, at a number of different points, it would tell you, oh, your friend, this is also in is also in this area. Do you want to... <laughs> He's coming to kill no, you. But, You'd have to invite them, and then you could both go in and do stuff. It, it, oh, right. no, it does have a zombie mode, which I haven't played yet, where you can... Uh, I think if you die or something, you become a zombie, and then you can <clears> chase <throat> after everybody else. Which sounds all right. <laughs> uh, but it, it looks bloody beautiful. Christ, it looks beautiful. And it's going to have rift support, which is one of the reasons that I got it. Months and months before Wait, it's yes. going to have rift support. Um <laughs> It was the grappling hook that sucked well, yeah, you in, wasn't it? Yeah, the grappling hook. Oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah. Quake 2 Lithium. I miss those days very much. That's another game As soon as I heard that there was a grappling hook, I was like, Ian's bought it. I bet he's bought it already. <laughs> well, yeah, I did wait until I'd watched all the videos on YouTube of people using the grappling hook. But Yeah, it, it's, a good, it's a good game. It's not. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it full price or this year, um, but I think it will do for co-op. Once it's a bit cheaper and uh, Redcheck has a copy, I think it will be a good, good, fun co-op game. The missions are quite good. The, the voice acting is good. Uh, it kind of all makes sense, whereas Dead Island was... <clears throat> you're on an island, there's some people up here and they need some help. And there's some people over there. And they need, But this seems to have a more coherent plot running through it. Um, there's a little bit of intrigue. There's lots of heads exploding and stuff. And yeah, it's kind of more of the same. But the parkour adds in your <clears throat> is it true that uh, you can kind of elect what time of day you're playing it in? Because, I mean, I'm just thinking of someone like Pat who kind of prefers the feeling of like not being in control as to the feeling of being like a power, you know, a power fantasy. And it seems like this game maybe caters for both aspects, <clears throat> well, depending on the... the the time of day that you're yeah, playing it in in game. From the few nights that I've seen so far, it's a different game at night. It is extremely dark, uh, and the zombies are, you know, they become they're more aggressive, they're faster. <coughs> the, the extra ones come out, so you couldn't. I anyway probably couldn't play the game just during the night cycle of the game because I don't think you'd get anything done. You wouldn't be able to get the missions done. The zombies would be attacking you all the time. Um, maybe later in the game you get powerful enough where you can just swap them away but I, I think for now it's that's the draw the parkour during the day and getting away at night I think that's the the thing to look for if you fancy a change and you don't and if you're not skull-fuckingly bored of <coughs> zombies yet uh, which I understand lots of people are that, that is a hazard that's it, yeah. So I played a new game. That's me done for the for the year. <laughs> <laughs> well done. But I didn't. I only played. I literally only played hours of it. Oh, I should probably. While Adam starts talking about Elite, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll just check how many hours. No, then. Well, thanks for just not falling asleep completely. That'll be uh, there. We go. <laughs> so yeah, you uh, you you hung up your uh, your Dragon Age hat yeah, for I some had Elite to. then. I just got I got to a point playing Dragon Age in my five or six hours a week that I, I get to play going well. I, I, I'm really, really enjoying this, but I just I've been playing it for for ages now and I just need to do something else. Um and I kind of yeah, I got that. Um 
<laughs> so I thought, okay, well, look, I'll give Elite Dangerous a go uh, as I had it installed and was not doing anything with it. Uh, and I can't see me giving it up any any time soon. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, bizarrely, for a game where a lot of people will tell you uh, that the whole point of the game is to acquire wealth uh, at the fastest rate that you possibly can. No, um, rubbish. Yeah, well, yes, but, you know, there are people on the internet called idiots that, that will tell you that if you don't think that way, then you're you're a, what was the quote I had against me? Oh, an uncompetitive shitlord. <laughs> because <laughs> I had the audacity to say so that ridiculous. I enjoyed mining. <laughs> Sorry, so, mate, I was only I joking. think it's just... <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> it's a fucking um, I think it's simply because because <clears throat> there's no like levels in the no, game. Money is the way in which to measure progress. Yeah, that's fine. I guess. The point is... Because there's no mm. traditional structure. The point is, I, so, I totally understand. I, I totally understand the whole... Um, the whole, I want to... I want to progress and I want to uh, have... Hundred gazillion billion credits and have every ship under the sun. And that's fine. Ship and, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely yeah. fine. You know, a lot of people. That is the MMO way of doing things. Progression. Um, but me, I view Elite Dangerous. It might be an MMO, but for me, it is a, uh, a space flight simulation in which I can choose to undertake a number of activities, which may be combat, it may be trading, or it may be mining or exploration. Those are pretty much the only four activities you can really do at the moment. Um, I've, I've done a bit of trading. I don't really enjoy it that much because I don't want to leave the game to work out where the hell I'm supposed to be going. Yeah. Um, I, the, 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 you've talked about before, the trading tools, the threads and stuff are, are very useful, although less so after 1.1 because, uh, patch 1.1 because um, they have introduced uh, more dynamic market forces, whereas before a price for a commodity at a station was was fixed. Yeah, I believe now they've uh. changed it so that if if everyone starts going, hey, this station is buying computer accessories for this amount of price, then eventually the price will go down, and 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 it will, and so threads becomes of less value. But the point is, there still aren't there still aren't all the adequate tools you need in the game to get everything you need out of the game while you're in the game. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I think this is, <clears throat> comes down to the approach they've taken with Elite in the fact that they've released a Galaxy Simulator with some gameplay elements built into it, um, which is fine. I completely understand how the, the, the devs talk about the framework. They're, they're layering on top of the framework. And with each patch they're going to produce and, and they're talking about, you can see how that's getting expanded. But at the moment, you know, you've got... Um, Somewhat questionable mechanics for flipping a system, for instance, for influencing the uh, the level of influence of certain factors in the system, um, and the the you can influence that by trading or attacking NPCs or traders that are affiliated with a certain place, so that the influence of the people that you are supporting grows and so on, and therefore the civil war states erupt in the political structure of the systems, and you get conflict zones appearing, which are basically fighter system go into the conflict zone, farm NPCs for credits. You know, so it's a very gamified nature. It doesn't actually feel that organic mm-hmm. about it. It's great fun. Don't get me wrong, it's great fun. Uh, but if you actually think about it, there are you, you can stay in there and NPCs will just spawn. Mm-hmm. And if, the, if you're going to add any... If people are going to level realism arguments at the game, which is a bit ridiculous, but, but if people are going to do that, then you're going to say, well, 
how is this sustainable, this constant stream of multi-million pound <laughs> spaceships and multi-million dollar spaceships or whatever credit spaceships turning up and getting blitzed in 30 seconds. Um, but it's <clears throat> flying the spaceship feels great. The, or the sound is great. The, you know, I'm, I'm flying Viper at the moment and it's got this throaty rumble when you, you know, when yeah. you accelerate that gives me the raging horn. Um, <laughs> um, and so the weapon sounds great, and, it, it, and it's good fun. Um, yeah, cannons. But, but I think, yeah. Um, but I think uh, a lot of the game. It's clear that the game is. I can see why some people say it's it's more of an early access than it is a, a finished game. But it's not early access in the term that there's loads of stuff that doesn't work yet. Most stuff in there works, apart from the inevitable bugs. Um, but. I think they do need to to um, add in more stuff. Like, like I was saying, when I was talking to this idiot, um, I, I really enjoy mining because mining and bounty hunting are the two <laughs> things that I do in the game because they require my full attention. When I'm bounty hunting, I constantly have to be flying my ship. I have to be scanning all the targets that may be in the uh, game zone <coughs> uh, for, for finding the targets. Um, and mining is the same. I have to fly around astrophoods. I can't just... You know, the amount of people that talk about, oh, yeah, well, I made all this money while I was watching YouTube. And I'm thinking, that's, oh, not, that's not gaming to me. I don't, I, you know, I, I understand mm, what they're doing. Don't have YouTube in space. No, exactly. But people say, well, what else am I going to do? It's so boring. Just, just trading, going from A to B, A to B, A to B. It's like, well, you, you, maybe sorry, do some you, of the other stuff that's in the game. You can have YouTube in space if you launch it through Steam and then you can get the Steam overlay in game. Just saying. Hope to help. That's, uh, that's okay. great. <laughs> the fact is, trading is the only way to make real money. Uh, well, to, to make money at a sensible pace. Uh, a lot of people are saying, if you don't have a lot of time playing the game, why aren't you just trading all the time? But it's because I, because when I'm playing the game, I want to be playing the game. And so mm. the reason why I enjoy mm. mining is because I'm I'm boosting through asteroid fields and I'm, uh, I have to have fine control of my ship so I can scoop up all the fragments. Mining needs a lot of work. It's, it can be a little bit tedious, but uh, I, I actually just enjoy the fact that I'm, I have to control my ship and control it well in order to make mining at a decent, uh, make money from mining at a decent rate. The problem mm. with mining is that it doesn't, as a profession, it doesn't scale. So you, when you get, you, when you, if you get into a bigger and bigger ship, it doesn't take, you can't collect stuff any quicker. So therefore, it just takes you longer to fill your hole. Therefore, you're not earning any more money than you would do. Just taking you longer to earn it. If you had um, other people mining with you, would you fill the hole faster? Well, the, the the not really, because I suppose you can have other people. Because um, asteroids have a certain amount of uh, chunks that will come off when you blast them with your mining lasers. Yeah. Um, so you can't have having three people blasting the same asteroid doesn't make any difference. The same number of collectible ore chunks come off. But so someone's got to collect it. But does it blow up faster? Not really. Um, if you get bigger mining lasers, then they'll come off faster. And I suppose you'll get the chunks out quicker. But then someone's got to collect them. Yeah. You know, and you, you, there is, at the moment, so apart from dumping cargo it. for one another, there's no way of, of trading credits or, or, yeah. or, or paying other people for doing it, which hopefully will be part of the Wings update, which is coming in, in 1.2, which is due uh, this oh, month. Oh, yes. So that's quite interesting because... I think actually this is where a lot more people might get involved in it because there isn't really... Certainly when I'm coming back. Yeah, well, I think it'll be really good. There's, there's lots of good stuff happening in 1.2. Um, they've got... Uh, so the Wings update is allowing is basically allowing you to form little four-man groups um, and they're kind of needed because there's... 
by the emergent nature of a lot of the gameplay, there are a lot of people out there just griefing people because they want to. I say griefing, that's the wrong term. They are they are using the rules of the game to make life difficult for other players because that's what happens in space. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the real life, real life is hard, so you know, games that you play for your recreation should be hard too. But the point is, you can get these wins together, so you can go and counter these people playing the game correctly. Um, but you know, the, the, a lot of the tools they put in. If you're static and firing, you can effectively fire a beacon into super crews, so your friends coming to help <clears> you know where you are, and they could, like a, a signal source that you can see in super crews, and they can jump out. And That's do. so useful. Yeah, we're very useful. Um, they are they're allowing you finally to um, use the debug camera so you can take external views of your ship uh, and stuff like that which from a vanity point of view is worthwhile it kind of makes those skins that people pay for quite a, a little bit more um, uh, enjoyable um, visible you know they, they've, <laughs> yeah. the comm system is a bit of a mess at the moment but they're, they're introducing fairly standard MMO things like art uh, like uh, slash R to reply to people that you're that last spoke to you and so on. Um, and have you used the in-game comms? Not really. Yet? I haven't uh, had much of a chance to talk to anyone. Uh, I've, no, but it's got it's got a very cool like uh, snap and fizzle to it. Yeah, I've heard other people. Sounds do very it. cool. Like, like Aker in Armour Three, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd yeah. like to do that. I certainly would like to do a bit more. And I think the wing certainly wings will help you because you know you can keep a track on all your mates. You can lock onto each other and. Uh, and so on, uh, and follow them rather than uh, having to fiddle about and getting the right coordinates together. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's another feature that's coming. Whereas, um, if you're in battle and you have some of your modules damaged, you can now effectively jerry rig broken modules out of other modules, so you can degrade the the health of some of your other modules to get your thrusters back online, so you're not stuck in the middle of space and have to self-destruct. So, oh, that sounds like some complicated uh, micromanagement yeah, going maybe, on there. Probably not. It's probably like you know, <laughs> use this to repair that. Oh well, don't take any cannon shells to that module, please. Otherwise, it will stop working completely. Um, I as I, I might need to set up some voice commands for that. Yeah, I must admit, I've got voice attack. I haven't really used it very much. Uh, I've got enough no, controls right. on my hotas to really to do most of the stuff I need to do. Uh-huh. Um, and as much as it's quite cool, I just haven't. Every time I thought, I must set up my voice attack. I thought, if I've got time to do voice attack, I've got time to be playing the game. So I'll just play the game. Yeah, yeah, fair mm. enough. I think it was something I was dicking around with over Christmas when I had loads of time. But yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed it, uh, playing I think it that way. I think it is a lot of fun. Uh, I think it will become a much better game in the, in the months to come because I can see how they're layering more gameplay elements onto it. Um, and... They are tweaking things. They're, everything's going to get past. Mining will become more profitable. Uh, repair costs in 1.2 are going to come down so that if you have an expensive ship, it doesn't cost you, you know, oh, you're down to 75% hull? Okay, that's 79 million credits to repair your ship. Thank you. You know, which is a bit, which is a bit important. I mean, it's me. I don't really want to get an expensive ship because I'll never have the income to sustain it. I'm quite happy sitting in my cobra. Well, that was the problem I had with those combat zones. Was I was enjoying them, but it was costing me like seven grand, like every time I got shot down, yeah. which was happening. I know the answer yeah. is don't get shot down. That's but, the answer, uh, really, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, get some fucking skills, yeah. like yeah. Right. <laughs> good, good. I don't know. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. When you're in the game and you're spending so much time just, like, literally just travelling from planet to planet and then all of a sudden you're, like, in combat, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I'd like to be... I don't know. I'd like to be in a situation where I can do a bit more combat but maybe have a bit of help from pro- 
from some real players and friends and stuff. Well, I don't know. I'll be your wingman any time, Maverick. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get bottled up and play some volleyball. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway, uh, talking of co-op, I just wanted to quickly mention uh, Far Cry 4. Uh, I finished Dragon Age, uh, did 113 hours, I think, it took me to finish that game. Dragon uh, Age. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Sorry. Dragon Age took you 113 hours? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all I wanted to say, as uh, in a sort of having finished it, um, uh, I feel like that's a game that was perhaps just bloated out a bit too much. I think they could have done with maybe dropping some of those areas. Basically, it got to a point where I hadn't even visited three of the zones before I had enough power or had well I didn't even need power, I'd made enough progress in the game to get to the final like encounter, which takes all of about twenty minutes. And uh I just sort of felt like uh you know, they'd they'd just put so much uh like I concede MMO like content in there to sort of pad it out really. <coughs> um and I just wish that like some of the stuff going on in that sort of very thin uh, sh- slither of 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 core content had been kind of embedded more in those huge zones because they were amazing landscapes they created in that game, but uh, they just felt so sort of empty, you know, compared to the density of that and the richness of that storytelling that they had at the core of yeah. the game. It just felt like a very flat yeah. game, yeah. you know. Could be uh, so. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I hate to I, say, I, it, I but don't know if it was Cookie Cutter, but I just think there was, um, I just think there was too much of it. I just think it would. Yeah, I, I, so, so I don't know whether they were too, rapidly over, yeah, rapidly overcompensating mm. for Dragon Age Two. I mean, yeah. what worries me the most about it, I mean, as much as I love Dragon Age Inquisition, and I do love it, um, <laughs> is that I am hoping, I'm hoping that the next Mass Effect games are not following so much in that because what I loved about the Mass Effect games was um, replaying them as completely different protagonists and seeing things from a different point of view um, and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the different relationships and it actually did the different relationships very well depending on how you play the game um, but there's no fucking way I'm going to do that if each game is over 100 hours and most of it is spotting around doing exploration, which is what they've said a lot of it is going to be. Yeah, Mass Effect mm. worked for me because it was a tight, a pretty tight, you know, reasonably linear story, you know, and that's, uh, but with with different methods of approach and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this is not complete, that this is not the model for every Bioware RPG in the future because it's just too big for, for someone like me. Yeah, and, and as much as I moaned about, um, as much as we tend to moan about DLC, I would have been happy, honestly, if they'd have just held some of that stuff yeah. back, and 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 made it like more clearly optional yeah. by by putting it behind a DLC wall. Because, I mean, that stuff would have been good value DLC if it was DLC. You know, another dragon to kill, another amazing environment to explore. But just putting it as like. I don't know, because it was part of the game, I felt compelled to go yeah, there really. just to see what it was, because I was like, what am I missing exactly. out on? You know? I and, I and then you get there, and it's like, this has no bearing on the 
main plot. I've, I've sunk, so why am I I've, doing I've sunk, it? So many, I've sunk an awful lot of hours into Dragon Age Inquisition, and for someone like me, it doesn't have an awful lot of hours to say it shows you how good the game was for me. But I can't affirm like I've yeah. sunk enough hours in that I really wanted to get to the end. You know, it was, it was yeah. sixty. I've sunk sixty or sixty or seventy hours into the game, possibly. I don't know exactly because there was an awful lot of other stuff going on, but a lot of hours in, and I really yeah. felt like I should have been at the end rather than halfway through. Um, and you know, I'm not, not necessarily criticizing the game. There was, you know, like, they've put a lot of work into it, but just too big. Trim it down a bit. Trim the fat. Yeah, I think eighty hours you could go, but what I would recommend if you want to get <clears throat> the most out of the game is just go to every area, see what's there, and just don't do it all. Fair <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just see what it's like, kill the dragon, move on. Have a, yeah. have a look around, uninstall uh, it. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, I got that out of the way. And uh, so I I got, I thought I'll move on to Far Cry 4 because I've had that and I've not really given it much time because of Elite and Dragon Age. Um, I'm, I'm playing it. Um, it's, as I've said before briefly, um, it's, yeah, it's no surprise. It's very much uh, more of the same. Um there's uh, there's a hell of a lot of plot in the campaign, but it's kind of really hard to make any sense of it when the game's throwing so many different things at you. Um, there's I've I've recently started doing the Shangri-La missions, which are completely out there and seem like some kind of almost like I'm playing some kind of cool indie game inside this giant AAA game. There's these <coughs> drugs missions you do uh, by these cu- couple of uh, British stoners, which basically just involve shit happening and you running from A to B. Um, and there's there's a few other diversions. A lot of the campaign actually takes place in the Himalayas, or a big section of it does, which is not even the main map that you play in, which hence why the campaign stuff is so entirely separate and not available to play in co-op. But co-op is definitely a thing in the game, and I've had a lot of fun. I've played with my friend John, who is uh, our co-host on the Not Watching podcast, and I've played a lot with Matt, my housemate. And uh, we uh, went through, and basically, you've as well as the normal outpost that you can do quite easily on your own, um, or with some help, uh, because in this game, you can call in NPC support. I don't think that was in the last game. So that's cool. And um, also Outpost this time. I don't remember Outpost being retaken in Far Cry 3. So when you've taken an Outpost, they can come under attack. No. And it's up to you whether you want to defend yeah, them or not. Far Cry 3, once you've you taken, they have taken. <clears throat> yeah, it was like Pac-Man. Rinse, you know, rinse your way through the map. So there's that as well. So um, so obviously when you're playing co-op, you, you either go into your friend's game or they come into yours. So they can help you achieve objectives in your game or you can help achieve objectives in theirs um all your money and stuff that you accrue uh and the hunting that you do and the the crafting and the upgrading all that stuff carries from one to the other which is cool so for example um i decided i had to do the hunting stuff because it was frustrating as hell that i only had two weapon slots you know, you have to do that. And like Far Cry 3, you really have to go out of your way to do the hunting because 
unfortunately the mission structure doesn't take you there i didn't even know what a tape a malaysian tapir was i thought it was a monkey but it's like some weird looking thing and uh, i had to google what it was just so i could look on the map and go i need the thing that gives me an extra gun um so that was a bit ridiculous Jamie, but i've now got my it is um yeah it's wildlife you know and speaking of wildlife the elephants are fucking just as awesome as you might imagine you just have to run in the direction of stuff and carnage happens in front of you did you say um, that you'd strapped uh, explosives oh. to an elephant uh i didn't how uh, is Matt that did. oh yeah okay that makes sense <laughs> he wanted to see if you could and you can so whatever <laughs> sick puppy did that at ubisoft then feel feel ashamed for the extinction of digital elephants but yeah they're brilliant they're so overpowered um that the, the campaign definitely takes you in the direction of learning how to use those and there's special controls that allow you to punt uh, people flying off into the distance it's hilarious um but yeah, as a as as a as a game, I kind of find myself like last night. I was like, well, what shall I do? Uh, and I so I did a campaign mission that was kind of fun. Uh, then I finished that, and so I captured an outpost, climbed up a tower, did a Shangri-La mission, and then did a drugs mission, and that was like an hour, and I was done. Um, I kind of I can take it or leave it. There is a vehicle in the game that is like a gyrocopter. Uh, which actually makes the game feel quite small because you'll get a you'll get an objective and you'll be oh, I've got to go all the way over there. But this gyrocopter allows you to basically get to areas that would be a complete pain in the ass to get to. So it does make the game a little bit smaller, makes some of the terrain a bit inconsequential. I found, but um, yeah, overall it's okay, it's fine. I don't come away. It doesn't blow my mind, but. I, fi- I still have had the most fun with it in co-op. It works exactly like I expected it to. There's a ton of content there. So I think when this game gets a bit cheaper, it will be an absolute no-brainer two-player hookup. Because... Uh, £5 yeah. on a Steam sale. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my experience with Far Cry 4. I'm probably <clears throat> about halfway through the campaign... And I'll finish it and move on to something, and I'll probably never pick it up again unless any of you guys do. So that's that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna <laughs> not doing it. Yeah, I do. Well, I might, <sighs> but you won't. But I won't. No, I, I tried it and it was fun and it felt like Far Cry, but um, it's yeah, just so fine, was. isn't it? It's, it's fine. <laughs> that wasn't um, enough. That wasn't enough to. Just all right. To drag you away from making your own shit. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, have we got uh, any time to talk about anything else we've been playing, or is any is there anything left to discuss? The only thing I just wanted to say is I've been playing Limbo on mobile, um, and I haven't played it before. Nice. Uh, uh, and I absolutely love it. It's got uh, Limbo. It's got great. the creepiest spiders I've yep. ever seen in any game. <laughs> I know I've said this on the on the on the group, but it's been a long time since I've been creeped out by a spider in a game. It's like, oh, it, it it's the spider enemy, you know, in every game I've played. But there's something about the yeah. way these spiders move in Limbo that freaks me the fuck out. Mm. Um, and the way that the kid dies oh yeah, as just well, falls into like, pieces, it's caught in traps and just. That was drowns horribly. It's so it's such a grisly. I think that, yeah. that was that was the one for me. That was the game that made me realise I don't really like stuff that overpowers yeah. you. 
because I, I I was like this is like this is a really short, really simple game, and I'm fine. I'm fine, I'm like replaying it like five yeah, times in a it. row. Like I I love well, Limbo. Yeah. Like I I think it's one of one. It's, it's one of my favourite games I'm ever. I'm playing actually. it on my uh, on my tablet, and I've got a problem with the charger. I take the tablet in to get repaired. So I thought, oh, I'll just download on my phone and start again, and I have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. Because <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah. well, I know how to do these puzzles now. Well, well here comes the spider bit again. But it's still oh, yeah, awesome. so, it always surprised yeah. me how much of a like physics puzzle game that is. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, it's it, it's a kind of game where I like I like it because there's absolutely there's absolutely zero preamble. End of titles, off you go. You know, no explanation, mm. no nothing, whatever. The, the name itself is all you need to know, um, and it's, it's get like from journey, this bit to that bit. Sort of. And I, I, you know, I haven't found out what all those creepy kids that keep trying to kill you are all about. And, loads of other stuff but what I'm going to say to you listener is if you haven't played Limbo and you have a device capable of doing so then do so because it's mm. it's it's a, it's a really really good experience especially if you're commuting nothing starts the day better than trying to work out how to not get all your limbs and extremities chopped off by a giant man trap where you're a little five year old child who's dead fuck <laughs> 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 If you're talking uh, about mobile games, though, I'm just going to have to give a quick shout-out for XCOM Enemy Within, which is the expansion to... Well, it's a standalone expand. It's an expanded version of XCOM Enemy Unknown, um, and I'm loving it so much. I've been playing it for months now. I'm shit at it, but I did just finish all the Exalt missions. Um, basically, the, the idea with XCOM, if you don't know, is it's like a, an a- alien invasion... And you've got, uh, like, there's an element where you're sort of in a base and you're doing research and you're building uh, facilities and tech as you as you re- research the aliens that you kill on the missions that you undertake with your squad in a turn-based style. Um, the enemy uh, within expansion adds this thing called the meld, which is a resource that you collect on missions, but you have to kind of go out your way to collect this resource. But once you've got enough of it... You can then tell your scientists and engineers to create. Well, you can. You've got a choice. You can either turn your, you can turn your your soldiers into cyborgs, like where you rip their arms and legs off and replace them with an exoskeleton. Um, they can't go into cover then, but they're uber fucking hard and can like take on en- enemies in melee combat, which is awesome. Just throwing those things through walls is so gratifying because there's some of them are just relentlessly brutal, and. Um, and also, instead of that, you can also do use the mail to create cybernetic implants on your soldiers, so you can give them like regeneration or uh, you know uh, X-ray eyes and shit like that. Um, and also, as well as that, there's this whole other subset of missions that are with this shady Exalt organization, uh, who are like these sort of amped up uh, super soldiers that have all the abilities you have, like the ability to, to to move and use a sniper rifle, you know, stuff like that, and they're fiendish. And you have to basically, you, you, you have to use one of your guys as a secret agent, and you send him off on a mission. And then a few rounds later, you then have to assemble a squad to extract him. Uh, and there'll be different missions where you'll have to, like, he'll have to hack these towers, and you have to cover him while... You know, you your t- you have to get your team to cover your secret agent guy and make sure he stays alive. Otherwise, the mission's failed because he's got intelligence that he's extracted. It's fucking. So excellent. this is a, it's, it's a standalone rather than expansion to the the standalone. Yeah, it was game. five quid on the App Store. I'm sure it's the same on the uh, 
the I'll, Android I'll give that, uh, Google Play. I'll probably give that a look because I didn't really fancy playing the same game that I played on PC again on mobile. But if it's the expansion which I haven't played on PC, then uh, it's the same game again, but it's got these. It's got loads of extra. Oh, is depth it not to the? It. Uh, it's not the. Oh, okay. Well, I probably won't play it, then. It, the. The expansion <laughs> it is the expansion, but there's some extra maps, and uh, you. Uh, you, it's like a civilization <coughs> expansion where they just sort of uh, embellish what they already have, and um, and it's just fucking brilliant. And that because it's all everything about it is so turn based, yeah. it means you can do a turn when you you know, and you can leave it and save it. And uh, yeah, I, I probably will when cool. I'm short or something to play on the commute because I did love XCOM. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's kept me busy for months. Turn based gaming, really, really good. It is. Anyway, it's getting very late, so let's wrap this. Mm show up this has been the not playing podcast in partnership with notlistening.co.uk you can get me on twitter at bobby rocker b-o-b-i-r-o-k-a uh, i'm at ebo gb which is e-b-o-w-g-b uh, i'm at patrick j-k-a-y i'm on twitter but i'll never check it so i'm not going to give you my address if you want to send me be send it to pat or ian <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or you can reach him via us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com or on twitter at notplayingpod you can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk if you're listening on iTunes please do give us a review anyway that's all for now thanks for listening see ya farewell bye bye Yeah. I've just but noticed personally, Adam started to look like Gabe. It's half like come out, yeah. Uh, I beg your pardon. Half-life, you've got half-life. Gabe's beard. Obviously, you're like a third of the man he is, but you've you've got it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Gabe face. Well, hashtag Gabe face. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that's good, mate. That's good. No, I can't do it. Now tell us when Half-Life Three is coming out, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. It's on now, isn't it? No, but is there a live? Yeah, no, it's twelve it's minutes happening. in, but nothing. It, they're just talking about physics. That's all it is. Anything else God, it's is going to take all night. Isn't it? Half Life Three of it is helped. never coming out. No, it's never. already. It's been out, my friend. Never coming. You're the only person that hasn't played it. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that one eight hundred flowers dot com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.